Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Matt Starks. All right, it is a Wednesday. Max Starks is uh, walking in here shortly for some maximum football. Wolf, it's already almost 1 o'clock. What happened to today? Yeah, how about that, man? It just flew by, did it not? Well, it's a Wednesday that is a Friday. This week has, has flown by. Maybe not for you since you were literally flying all over the continent <laughs> earlier this week. But uh, uh, here's some stuff. Kyle Allen's going to start for the Texans this week, and Zach Wilson is uh, not going to start for the Jets this week. Yeah, so, how about that right there? It's over. Is that what you're saying? It's well, over I'm, in New this York. Is, this is what Zach I'm saying. Wilson, it's over. I'm, I'm going to really? say maybe don't take a guy number two overall based on one throw he made in a pro day. <laughs> it, was a it was a good it throw, though. It was a good throw. It was a good throw, Luke. He hasn't made many of those since. Wow. So, uh, yeah, the Jets, who have actually drafted a really good team around him, are going with Mike White this week against the Chicago Bears. Max Starks is here. Max, what's, what's up, going Max? on? Oh, I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> Everything's fine. Walk in. <laughs> Did you pedal a unicycle over here? Why are you so windy? <laughs> no, I just fought a couple clowns on the way in. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we put those out there for security. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, Max. Um, how's, how's, how's life? How are you excited for Thanksgiving this weekend? You know what? I'm really excited. Um, I got my family coming in town, so nice. we'll have a, a fun time tomorrow. But more importantly, we get football. Uh, my kids have been home all week, so it's been, <laughs> it's been fun. And my daughters are still texting me right now, even though I'm on air. See, that's a good sign. That yeah, they miss exactly. You. They, they miss me. They wanted to come here. And I was like, <laughs> girls, just relax. Just just enjoy being at home. Enjoy each other. And then they're, like, killing themselves right before I'm about to leave. So. Well, that's them teaching you a lesson. Well, so, them calling at least lets me know that they're still alive. That's true. There's a life on the <laughs> you phone. Know, you know it would not be a beautiful part of the program with Max if, in fact, we did not ask you, what's your favorite side dish for Turkey Day? What is it? Okay. Mac and cheese. Ma- oh, Ooh, that's a, that's a little outside the box right there. It, it, but it, it's a Southern thing. I mean, Southern, most Southern Thanksgivings, like, especially where I come from, mac and cheese. And if you don't do the mac and cheese right, <laughs> you get out. You will hear it. <laughs> you will hear it from family members. I love that. From the random people that would come by the house, friends of the family that already went to three other Thanksgivings, but they feel like they need to come get a to-go plate from your house. <laughs> okay. They'll let you know. They'll Somebody let you know. I mean, you have the mashed potatoes and everything, too. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah no, we have mashed No, yeah. listen, Quincy, my youngest, Yeah, this is not Thanksgiving if we don't see mashed potatoes. Okay, like, that is her favorite thing. She loves mom's mashed potatoes. And my wife does an awesome gravy. So, I mean, that's there. You know, we got green bean casserole. We've right. got, I mean, a, a beautiful smoked turkey. You know, I, I'm still trying to learn how to fry turkey because okay. I love deep fried turkey. Right. But Just be careful. Yeah, you, you always thaw it out all the way. Exactly. Thaw it all the way yes. before you throw it in hot, okay. hot oil. There you go. Um, but I mean, you know, there's so many pota- sweet potato souffle. Mm. Oh. Sounds awful. Yeah, sounds exactly. better than green sounds bean awful. casserole. Oh, that sounds awful. Sweet potato. Yummy. 
Come on, that's Castle not like squash. That could, I think that no, it's not. It, it is sweet. It's tasty squash. Oh, no. no, it's kind of no. like pumpkin. Yeah, well, which I don't do. That's why I do sweet potato pie. <laughs> and not that's pumpkin. Now you're speaking our language. Yeah, exactly. I got. But, I, I yeah. liked Max's answer for the best side and Maloney's. Like Maloney, the Maloney's apparently do stuffing the right way because I had never even Ooh. heard of it described that way. And then Max with the mac and cheese, and then Wolf had like corn or something. You said corn. Wait, what'd you say? What do you, yeah, corn man with gravy over it, and then just douse it in pepper. It is so good. Man. That is such a Why? buffalo What's thing it? to do. Why? <laughs> corn is beautiful, man. By the way, your brother said mashed potatoes and gravy. Just just to let you know, we had okay. it on our show earlier. Well, yeah, but he Wait, he's okay with the topic? texture of mashed potatoes. I'm not. Yeah, well, I mean, is that digging. he said the stuffing as well was another big one. Are you are you are you off on the on the no, stuffing texture as well? No, no, just it's turkey and it's corn. <laughs> all right, just turkey and corn. So, tur- so for, first of all, the food that you give the turkey to feed it and fatten <laughs> yeah. it up, and then you want to go then ingest that <laughs> yourself. Ingesting that one, I don't want to hear about you and your awesome. Wait, are we Mac we're, and cheese. we're all anti pumpkin pie here though before I get into a real yes. topic? Yes. All right. Oh, it's disgusting. All right. Yeah, no, no. Sweet potato pie or pecan yes, pie are the only know. two pecan pies pie, you should yes. have. Well, cherry pie or pecan pie. No. Yeah. Well, okay. well, I mean peach cobbler for yes. me, because no. I'm from well, the South. There's nothing so, wrong yeah. with that. Nothing wrong with you that. Put not the pumpkin. pumpkin pie out, man. Even the wild pigs won't come up and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it just sits. Same with the corn. Um all right, Max, I want to get your thoughts on this, obviously. A tough story for I guess everybody involved. Did we get the news? After the show yesterday, that Sean Coogler is not with the Cardinals anymore, it's like okay, that's that's weird. <laughs> so yeah. Obviously, he was a big part of the team, the whole Mexico City trip, and we, you get the report today on ESPN that they let him go for uh, groping a woman in Mexico City, allegedly. So, just your initial reaction when you heard that? Um, that shock would be an understatement. <laughs> um, you know. <sighs> Like the whole situation was kind of one of those that just it just knocks the air out of you. Yes, um, especially when you know he's he was my coach um, when I was in Pittsburgh, and you know I thought I thought of him very highly, uh, and you know and obviously coming out here getting this job, just the joy and everything that he had with this, um, it was it was tough it was tough to hear. And then of course you read the report like you said, um, and you find out a little bit more detail. Um, about it, and it's just sad because I mean, you know, let, let's just face it. That's 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 the scarlet letter. He, he's he's done. I thought when they I thought when they relieved him of duty, that initial one that came out yesterday, I was like, oh, there'll be an opportunity to resign and resolve this and figure it out. But no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- th- this is it. You know, call call it the uh, the end to a career. Um, not the smartest decision. Um, by any respects, and I'm sure he would echo those, but you can't have that. You can't have that yep. type of behavior, especially when you wear the shield, and especially when you're representing it internationally. You can't have anything that remotely looks like anything that's wrong. You know, and I agree with everything you said right there, yet at the same time, uh, all I think of are the guys inside that locker room, man, especially inside the offensive line room. Um what a shock. Um, I'm sure what a shock it had to be where, especially on game day. I, I don't know if you've ever been around a situation like that. Um, I never have. Not for a where, coach. Where a guy was going, right, for a coach, a player, I've been around that. Yeah. But for a coach to be let go and fired and sent home, um, you knew it was bad. No, absolutely. And like you said, Wolf, I mean, for the players, I mean, that's that's the one because, you know, as a player, when you have a coach 
like when we come from high school to college, right, the parents are giving their children over to these coaches as those pseudo-custodial yes. type of male figures yes. in their life. Yes. When you get to the pros, you kind of still carry that where this is more, not necessarily like a mom-dad role model type, but it's like the favorite uncle. He's your it, coach. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a part of your family. And so for this to happen, especially under the circumstances, you're getting ready to come to the game. You're looking for your offensive line coach. He's not there, and you're just you're left at odds. You're just you're left what kind wondering. Of distraction is that? Oh, you're completely clouded. I mean, there, there's nothing to say because when you come to the sidelines, I mean, yes, your assistant offensive line coach is there, yes. but it's it's a different voice. You know, just like if when a new quarterback comes in, right, and he's giving you the hard count. Yep. You're used to the starting quarterback's hard count, not the backup quarterback's hard count. So the same thing is when you get adjustments on the sideline, it's. You don't disregard the message, but the messenger that's delivering it, it has a different pitch and tone. And then it makes you think about the fact that my offensive line coach is not here. And at that time, they don't know the circumstances. They just know that he's been relieved of duty and sent back home. So now you're left wondering, well, what happened? What was it? And that clouds your mind, as well as trying to stop Nick Bosa on a pass rush. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Play after play. that front seven. Yeah. I mean, mean, just to go against those guys, that, that had to have been a huge hurdle that you can't you can't necessarily jump over that obstacle. I cannot imagine how much of this team right now or how much responsibility additional to what they should have that James Conner and Kelvin Beecham in particular have with all the injuries and now the coaching stuff and it's just like these guys in addition to playing and like you said blocking an offensive line that has Nick Bosa if in Kelvin Beecham's case you're basically running the show in a lot of ways. Uh, all right, we come back. What are the Cardinals facing when Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers come to town on Sunday? Max Starks will stick around. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Dark. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum for Maximum for Maximum. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Anybody that works in this industry, you do it because it's a lot of fun. But the schedule's a little crazy sometimes. Wolf, you would agree, right? I mean, you were just in Mexico City like 36 hours ago. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool, but sometimes, you know, it's a... Then you talk to Max Starks, and you're like, hey, Max, what's your holiday weekend like? <laughs> what are you doing this weekend, Max, work-wise? All right, uh, so I will be in Corvallis for the Oregon-Oregon State, formerly known as the Civil War game. Who are you cheering for, though? I'm unbiased. I'm a, I, I'm a national broadcaster. I can't pick a team. Oh, boo. Stay so you're unbiased. Florida, Florida State. You're is, calling the game. Friday. You're going to be unbiased? Absolutely not. Of all course right. not. Okay, First all right. All, all they're right. not going to assign him to that. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, know better. They know better. They'll be like, well, we might as well just tune into the Gator Broadcast Network. <laughs> um, but no, you know what? I'm, I'm cheering for Adrian Clem. I'm cheering for my homie Clem. So... That happens to be a duck. And I, get, I do have a Shane Lemieux autograph helmet in my office. I know you do, yeah. So, and I actually don't know any Oregon State guys off the top of my head. There so I'll be going with Oregon. Nice. I mean, I know them all just because they ran all over ASU last week. So that's why I'm cheering for Oregon. Ah, okay. That's there vengeance. We go. Vengeance. Uh, and then that's not even your only game. You got two other no, games. I, I, and then I, then I fly to the lovely 
City by the Lake uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. And I, have, <laughs> I have Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Sunday at 1 o'clock. And then I finish off with a Monday nighter with uh, the Steelers host uh, go, going to be hosted by the Fighting Jeff Saturdays of Indianapolis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, how about the Jeff Saturdays? Yeah, yeah one and one. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're scrapping. They are, but Matt, Matt Ryan is a statue. Yeah, he, he is, is. an absolute. I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, if he, he like at the end of that Philly game, right? Yes, one free rusher. Yes, all you got to do is shimmy, and he couldn't even do that. So I'm like, he, he is. He There's is. There's something wow. with that arm too. There you can, is. You can see it, man. Yeah. There's a lot of juice taken off that arm. Yeah. He he is. He's definitely had the precipitous jump off a cliff. Yeah, uh, for his career. <laughs> um, and we are we're going to go big picture NFL here in just a second. But I want to get your thoughts. It's funny, Max. I mean, this is we only got an hour left of of show this week. We have not talked about the Cardinals opponent. At all. And that's, yeah. you know, Wednesday we usually get into it, but we have Thursday and Friday. We're obviously not going to do that. Wolf keeps saying, hey, can we just do the show tomorrow anyway? But I'm like, Wolf, no, <laughs> exactly. tomorrow's Thanksgiving. While he's eating corn and turkey. On a divided gravy plate. And pepper. <laughs> gravy and pepper on one side. <laughs> um, what do you make of this Chargers team that is 5-5? Five and five? And, man, they look like they should be better than 5-5. Five and five. And I know they keep playing the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes just keeps doing them in a very mean way. But, uh, but the Chargers, this is a team that had high expectations this season. They might not make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, uh, I ha- I had the Chargers earlier this year um, against Jacksonville, and a lot of momentum, right? I mean, you just, but then you hear uh, Justin Herbert might not play. Uh, Keenan Allen's out. Uh, they lose Rashawn Slater during that game. They lose Joey Bosa during that game, and you're just like, man, are they like, are they cursed? Because this team, talent wise, you got Khalil Mack to go opposite Bosa. Yeah. You went and you solidified your offensive line in the draft to help him out. You have Mike Williams. You have Keenan Allen. You got Austin Eckler in the backfield. This team should be good, but then reality sets in. Yep. And this team, for some reason, they don't have that it factor yet. And Keenan Allen is a tremendous asset, but you lose Mike Williams in the process. So, yes, Josh Palmer had a great game. And because Keenan was getting double teamed, Josh Palmer you know, feasted in that game. But for some reason, the offensive line just isn't as effective with Austin Eckler back there because of the injuries. And defensively, they kind of get lost uh, in situations, especially in some of the deeper coverage stuff when, when, when the line is blocking. And... And you don't have that pass rush hitting there. You know, Drew Sample and company, they, they, they can chase, but they lose tight ends um, for all intents and purposes. And then, of course, when there are better receivers, like a D-hop, I feel, feel can have it, can take advantage of this. But at the same time, it's can you establish a run and keep the ball out of their hands? Because they just, for some reason, it doesn't quite turn all the way over for them. They can't put the entire yeah, team together. Right. You get a great defensive game, crappy offensive game. <clears throat> Tremendous offensive game. Terrible defense, and it's never all the phases coming together. Now, that to me, once again, that is called complimentary football, okay? Yeah. Complimentary football. But that is up here on the strategic level. It, it's way up here. It's saying this is what you're going to do and how you hope to play. you got to bring it down to the tactical level. That's where I don't want to hear about complimentary football as okay. a player. Right on the tactical yeah. level, you're not going to go ahead and say, "Oh, we just turned you over. Now I'm going to start bowling. I'm going to start playing now because we just right." Yeah, you're not going to do change. that. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> now I care. Don't. Yeah. yeah. So don't. Anyways, don't get me off on that. But it, it's a <laughs> yeah. pet peeve of yeah. mine. It truly is the line of scrimmage. 
the line of scrimmage, um, something the Arizona Cardinals did a great job in the first half against the 49ers contesting yes. was the line of scrimmage for the most part. And then they lost it. And the they lost it in the second half. And that's where the game got sideways on them when they lost the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. This game, the Chargers have been struggling on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Yep. Their, their defense has had a hard time stopping the run. As a matter of fact, they're 30th in rushing yards per game allowed and 32nd in rushing yards per play allowed. They've struggled. And if you watch the tape, you can actually see it as well. Yeah. They've struggled to do it. This is where I think the Arizona Cardinals have a chance, a chance of possibly winning the game if they can actually outplay them on the line of scrimmage. The Cardinals, and, and Wolf, you can correct me if I'm wrong, empirical data states that when the Cardinals rush 30 times and it not being Kyler Murray, they are 17-1. and one. I did not know that. They should try that then. I did not know yeah, that. Give it a but shot. That's you, a good stat. You should you should probably try and actually running the football with your running backs as opposed Here's to using the your one thing about yeah. this, and I totally agree with what you're saying, but the one thing about it in, in regard to the Arizona Cardinals, I wonder how many times they had a lead. How many times did they have a lead? Well, think of that, man. that's definitely yeah. what Cliff would say if he's here. I mean, he's told us multiple times the formula for winning is get the lead and then run. But there are times, and they're not the only team that does this, where you're down by seven. Yeah. You don't have to give up on the run. You're right. You're, you're totally right about especially, that. Especially seven, you know, eight minutes left in the third quarter. Totally yeah. agree. You're down seven. And I think even coming out of the half, right, I know it was bad because you had the double score opportunity that pushed you deeper in the hole, but you still have two quarters. I get that you're behind. You want to score fast. You want to right. erase that, that deficit. I agree. But the methodical wearing down of a defense in those key moments in the third quarter lead to fast fourth quarter success. It's, it's amazing. The more things change, the more they stay the same. It seems yeah. when it comes to the line of scrimmage. That truth of what you just said, of still being able to wear down a front seven, it still happens in the NFL. It does. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And that's the one... That's yeah. one thing I love about the game. It still is the same in terms of the box and the line of scrimmage. All right, we come back. We've got football tomorrow. In fact, we've got some pretty good games tomorrow. So we're going to get into those next. Max Stark sticking around. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Max Stark. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, Max Stark sticking around here for one more segment. We've got football tomorrow. Obviously, Thanksgiving football. We got a couple of good games in there too. Um, do you guys, the Broncos aren't playing tomorrow. But thank God, have you? Exactly. Sorry, they played like every prime time every, week. Seriously, I was like, how do they get that many prime time games that can't get flexed out? I'm surprised yeah. they aren't playing all three games tomorrow. Actually, like here's the Broncos playing three different teams. <laughs> it was yeah. just Russell, Russell, Russell. <laughs> right? Seriously, hey, Bronco country, let's ride. Have you heard that? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Have you heard that stat? And I, I just double checked that somebody sent it over. If they just scored eighteen points in each game, they'd be nine and one. 
That's how well their defense is played and how badly their offense is played. No, if they could just hit. Now, there's a couple games that they've lost in overtime, 19-16 and 22-16. Yeah, but the yeah. thought is, if they could have just got to 18 points in regulation, they'd be 9-1. and one. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is uh, awful. Yeah, it's not, boy, that it's is, not great. Boy, that's, that, that's the kind of thing that will split. A football team, believe it or not. Yeah, that's a pretty good defense they Especially got in Especially if they have, I don't know, Buddy Ryan is their defensive coordinator <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Taking a shot at Kelvin, Kevin Gilbride. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Trying to punch him on the arm. Oh, that was during exactly. a game, right? Yeah. That was during a game. Yeah. Yes. It was an awful punch. So anyway. Buddy, just so you well, know. Well, I mean, he's great, at, he's great at drawing. He's not great at... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, right. <laughs> we've uh, we've got three games tomorrow, and I would say one of them is probably a five star game. If we had done five star games, Giants Cowboys in the afternoon. No, the, mid- the middle game, the, the the meat of the sandwich yes. game. Yes, and it's a divisional game. On top of that, it's two seven and three teams too. Yeah. No, I, I I think I think all three are are pretty good games. I mean the nightcap, I mean for whatever we want to say about New England, they're six and four, so they hang around. You know they they hang around and they still got a shot. They beat the Jets right, and they they're they're starting to make their push. Um, you know, and I still don't know what we have in Buffalo. I, I mean, obviously we'll oh, see, yeah. but but you know Buffalo's struggling for a wild card right now because Miami's taking the lead. So I think all these games have significance, but more specifically that that Giants Cowboys game after what the Cowboys did to Minnesota in U.S. Bank Stadium, yeah. took them to the woodshed in their own house and embarrassed what a team we would argue probably second best team in the NFC you're looking at by record wise record certainly i don't trust the vikings and now I, it's a lot harder to trust that's the other crazy stat they yeah. actually have a negative point differential and they're 8 and 2 yeah, how do you pull that one off? Negative point difference, and what are they minus two? I think in ta- point uh, takeaways, giveaways. Yeah, I believe that's true. Too. Yeah. yeah, so it, it it's. But I mean, but you look at the rest of, of the NFC North, and you're like, yo, all Doesn't right, matter. well, <laughs> Green Bay is not Green Bay. They're right. green beans up there. I don't know. <laughs> it's not cheese. Green Bay casserole. <laughs> you know, that's what and they and are. of course, yeah. I love the tradition of the Lions playing. The Lions playing, of course, on Thanksgiving. They're not going to love it tomorrow I, I against love Buffalo. That. Um, but yeah. man, that could get. Well, and Buffalo yeah. already has the advantage. Because they've already played in their stadium. That's true. Yes. <laughs> they made it their home. Exactly right. That's right. Like, hey, the winter home of the Buffalo Bills, Detroit, <laughs> Rock City. Um, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> okay, that was Kiss. I went old school. Just yeah, going little mom spaghetti, God, huh? Right Anybody there. want mom spaghetti? A little M and M reference there. <laughs> but yeah, that one I can't wait to see because the Lions are playing better football. Um, they are just not defensively, yeah, <laughs> not that yeah, much better defensively. The and the Bills, of course, will exploit a defense. Who do you yeah. trust in the NFC right now, Max? Because now, if, even if you just look at the last few days, San Francisco looked really good on Monday night. Now, how much of that was the Cardinals, the off the field stuff, the on the field stuff, the injuries, whatever? San Francisco has the pieces to be really good. Like I said, I don't totally trust Minnesota. I kind of do trust Dallas as much as I feel dirty saying that. Uh, in Philadelphia, I think, but I mean, who, who like the Giants are playing tomorrow? Do you trust them? I don't trust the Giants. I think I think because this is where the gauntlet of their schedule comes in. Um, you're going to see Washington in two other next three weeks. W- wedged in there is is the Vikings. Um, no, wait a second. 
No, no, not the Vikings. You have, yeah, yeah, no, the Vikings. The Vikings are in between there. So you're going to see, and you're going to see the Eagles again. So this is the stretch where the Giants in the second half, this is where the gauntlet gets yeah. laid down for them. So I don't know if I necessarily trust them to make it through that gauntlet and be unscathed or be in a position where they feel stronger. I think it's more so I'm leaning towards Philly, San Fran, and maybe Dallas. Because um, Dallas... Offensively, there's something there. Like I feel like if if Tony Pollard gets injured, this they're a different. Yeah, team something right now. something does seem a little off yeah. at the offense. And CD Lamb's not is not playing. Obviously, they're going to be courting OBJ um, after this game to see if they can bring him on to bolster him to go along with Michael Gallup and company in that receiving room because they know they need health in the receiving room. Um, they're they're the fringe for me, but I think the top three, the upper echelon, is going to be. You know, more so Philly, San Francisco, and then I say ah, Dallas is right there, right below them, and then everybody else. Just throw them in, throw them in a stew, and just just mix it up. So, do you think that is going to be a contested game? Do you think that's going to be the most contested game, the best game, maybe? I think I think it might. I think it might actually okay. be. I think that game comes down to being more of the of, the, of do we believe them? Are we proving it right with Dallas, and are we proving? The Giants wrong, and if whoever comes out of that, then we can say, you know what? Check that team's legit. Dallas no. is favored by ten. I just noticed that. Yeah, exactly. See no. my point. You got that, two seven and three teams, and Dallas is favored but by ten. Seven and three. It's a paper seven and three for the I, Giants. I don't they face teams that. below five hundred, yeah. and they did what they were supposed to do. As much as I love Saquon Barkley and what he's <laughs> doing, the defense I don't necessarily trust them, um, and that's where I, and Daniel Jones. Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. The jury has been out on him, and I he's not the, he's not the guy to lead them into the future. They got five divisional games left. You brought up their schedule. They go yeah. Dallas, Washington, Philly, Washington, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Philly. <laughs> That's their schedule to end the exactly. season. Exactly. So think about that. Imagine if they mix divisional games into that first ten games of the season. Yeah. <laughs> different story. Maybe a little bit different. And and, and they lost the one divisional game. They're on one in yeah. their division right now. So so yeah. So it's going to be a tough gauntlet for them, especially where everybody's above five hundred. Patriots Vikings. Tomorrow night, uh, like you said, the Patriots just kind of hang around. I know Minnesota's the eight and two team. I know they're at home. I know that they are favored, but I, I, I don't. I don't know what happened to Mac Jones. Not that he was like amazing last year, but he's even less amazing this year. Um, and maybe that's just the theme with the Patriots and the Jets build a good team, but don't have a quarterback all of a sudden. But I mean, would it shock you if Minnesota lost at home to the Patriots? I don't think that would surprise me tomorrow. Not after what happened last Sunday. And they're playing on the same field surface that they did yeah. on Sunday, except for a shorter week now. Yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise. But I don't think the Patriots have it in them to play that well. But it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they actually lose. Because I think Matthew Judon and that defense, they get to the quarterback. And you lose Christian Derisaw for the Vikings. That's a huge loss for them. Advantage Matthew Judon and continuing his NFL leading sack record of 13. I think he gets to 15 after this game. Easily. Wow. So, Minnesota, are you a believer in the Minnesota Vikings? I. I was believing them before that Dallas game because I thought when they made the trade in division to get T.J. Hawkinson to help Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen really right. free up the middle and right. force them into more single high situations, I thought that was maybe the missing piece that would that would be the cheat code that would unlock the rest of your 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 aerial attack. But after seeing that and seeing that Dalvin Cook couldn't get a hole, the offensive line acted like they couldn't block for the first time ever, and Kirk Cousins looking lost, that's when I was like, ah, because they're an offensive team. 
and the defense plays bend but don't break. And if the offense isn't scoring, yes. then, then yep. you start seeing the damn crack for, for Minnesota. The uh, other news around the league today, we've mentioned it briefly before, but Zach Wilson out as the starter, at least for now, for the Jets. Yeah. I'm Benching baby. You kind of have to, though, right? you got you got to bench baby. They're in a playoff you, spot. You, you, they're you, in contention, at least. Well, you, you got to teach him a lesson. I mean, is he going to take that next step or not? And so I think by sitting him with against the Bears, because you don't know the health of Justin Fields, and them being in a position of uncertainty, the Jets, I feel, could win without Zach Wilson, as they did with Joe Flacco at the beginning of That's the year. That's basically what they've been doing for these wins. Yeah. You could say, let's sit him aside, show him what the air in his ways, and let's see if he actually picks it up. Like, you can't talk reckless, especially in the New York uh, media. (laughs) No way. No way ever. And then on top of that, you can't have subpar play while talking reckless. (laughs) <laughs> it's not a great combination. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one or the other. you got to be a stellar guy, and maybe you could talk a little reckless because people blow it off. But if you're playing bad and talking reckless, yeah. no, go sit in the corner. You know, in, fact, <laughs> in fact, you don't even get the microphone. I want you to just hold a walkie-talkie, and you have to take your own notes and, and read them out. You yes. can still wear your bandana, but don't don't look happy about it, right? Yeah, you can't look happy with the bandana. And please shave your face. Keep it, keep yes. it young baby smooth. By the way, little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his <laughs> Christmas pie. And on that note... <laughs> No. Max, thanks for stopping by, buddy. <laughs> My pleasure. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, guys. You too. Yeah, take care. Right back at you, Enjoy Max. your macaroni and cheese and seven Oh, I games. will. Much love to you and your family, bro. Thank, and to yours as Thank well. You. And the whole Wu-Fang clan. Yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah.